Alright, so we're on the uh, Norwegian Dawn, which only has like, I think, 2,700 passengers. It's probably half the size of uh, the usual cruises that we take, like the Norwegian Epic, which we've done several times, and uh, Carnival uh, Cruise, we've taken two of those. You're talking with those like 4,500 people. The problem between the Norwe the difference between Norwegian and the Carnival, I think, is that uh, the Carnival has better food but lousy passengers. I'm not sure if it's because it's so cheap and you get kind of a low-grade group of people and it's just annoying. It's not who the people are, it's the way they act, you know, pushing their way and, you know, they want to get their money's worth, I guess, or whatever. And I don't blame them. Maybe they work hard. Who knows? Uh, but it's just always been a terrible experience on the carnival. Norwegian, their food is okay. They have much more rules and regulations that are uh, goofy, but uh, the people are better. You know, it just seems like you get a better class of people on the Norwegian cruise lines, which is why we left the carnival and gone back to Norwegian. The problem is that if you just get a combination of the two, the Norwegian uh, cruise lines, tend to have all these restrictions like you know they gave us all this free stuff they said oh you get fifty dollar credit on each uh excursion you know there are four ports on this trip seven day trip and it's uh, four ports that included roatan and honduras cosmo mexico um the uh mayan uh, costa maya uh, in Mexico, and then also Belize, which is the island owned by the Norwegian Cruise Line, and I think partnered with a couple others, which was pretty cool. But, you know, the weather's been a little, well, a little rough, but not too bad. Um, it's always a risk when you, ever, when you go on it. But they give you all these benefits at Norwegian, so you get 50 bucks off the cruise, you know, excursions that we booked one for every port that we were stopping in. Um, and uh, they canceled two. Well, one they canceled, and uh, they didn't even go to Cosmo because the weather was, the wind was high. And uh, Rotan, Honduras, we did stop there, but the weather was rough, so the uh, excursion was canceled. I was looking forward to it. But, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's fun being on a cruise, no matter what. But the other problem they have is they gave us these... Uh, they have these specialty restaurants, you know, like the hibachi, teppanyaki, they call it. And they got the steak place. And then they have the kuraskura, uh, um, like that, uh, um, you know, uh, Argentinian all-meat, you know, uh, uh, service. And then they have the Le Bistro, which is French. Now, they said, oh, we're going to give you two free dinners at each of the restaurants. You just book them. I said, okay, but I'm here with my wife and my son. And uh, when I talked to them beforehand, they said, oh, yeah, you, you know, eat anybody, you can all three go and you just pay for the third person. Or you just book two and uh, use two uh, free. So the first night I took Aaron to the teppanyaki, which is the hibachi. You know, he's 18. He's not a kid. And uh, they said, oh, no, Aaron isn't... Uh, listed as being on the two free dinners, specialty dinners. So I'm going, what? Who are you to pick who's going to go, how we go to dinner? It's like you gave me two free dinners for each restaurant, and now I can't decide. So that was kind of a bummer. 
you know, at the Norwegian. So I ended up paying for him. So for the rest of the restaurants, we just uh, added one more reservation. You know, I thought I'd let Aaron, you know, enjoy himself or Allison enjoy herself and take it easy. So, you know, I mean, it's one of the, you know, little bump on the cruise, kind of like the weather, but it doesn't have to be. Uh, the cruise should be a perfect experience. Maybe you're paying like 4000 bucks, you know, to cruise plus airfare, you know, to fly down to Tampa, a Tampa port, um, to board the, uh, the Norwegian Dawn, which is a refurbished ship, I understand. It, it, like I said, it's about half the size. So, but here's the interesting thing. It doesn't matter whether you're half the size of the Epic or you're the full size of the Epic, 4,500 passengers or... 2,800 passengers, uh, they reduce the ship. That means everything is basically the same. It's reduced. You know, so you have the same crowds. You have the same number of chairs. The more people you have, the more chairs they put out there, and the more food. So it really doesn't matter. So in fact, I think, you know, it's worth trying the smaller cruise ship. Uh, but I don't think I'll do it again. The, the Norwegian Dawn, I think, is too small. The only downside I can see is that in rough weather, the ship rocks more because it's smaller. Now, they have these stabilizers, these fins that come out horizontally uh, under the boat to help stabilize. And they do work a little bit, but um, this boat rocks like crazy. You know, it was like rocking all night. The music and entertainment was fun. They had a comedian from Chicago, Keith Hendricks, who's hilarious. He's just great. I, I've heard of him before, and uh, he just did a good job, you know, riffing off a bunch of topics, which I thought were pretty cool. And that's the best way to do comedy. Um, not being a professional comedian myself, you know, I kind of tend to do more uh, uh, self-deprecating, more scripted, focused comedy. Um, about the Middle East and, you know, being Palestinian and my wife and son being Jewish. Um, that stuff goes great with Jewish audiences and with uh, uh, some Arab audiences, although the Arabs are a tough audience because they're so angry all the time. You know, Arabs are just, uh, you know, they've been oppressed, they've been exploited, they've had their land taken away by the West. The West has been brutal to them. So uh, they're, they're, you get a larger number of percentage of angry people in the Arab community. Um, and, but when you get a good you know, group of uh, Arabs together, probably about 80% of the audience are about 80% happy Arabs, um, that's a great show. I've done some phenomenal shows with them. So the entertainment here is not bad. Um, it's not great either. It's like, you know, listen, it's not easy to play 80 songs. I don't care how long you've been playing music, because if it were easy and you were doing great, you wouldn't be on a cruise ship. You'd be, you'd be doing uh, you know, concerts all over you know, the world. Um, so if you're on a cruise ship, you're probably in the B class for the most part. Um, but they're good, and they're entertaining. I don't mean to, be, you know, to beat up on them. The nice part, though, is that uh, we got a, the room, uh, of course, a smaller ship, so we got only 203 square feet plus the balcony, which wasn't bad. And I'm sitting out here on the balcony looking at the waters. They've calmed down a little bit. The sky is a little is cloudy. Um, there was a little patch of rain. You can see in the distance where the rain just comes down here. 
but it's not bad. And all the ports. Belize was pretty cool. Belize is owned by the Norwegian Cruise Line. So we did go snorkeling there, you know, in by the reef uh, near this island that, that's man-made that they built. And it's huge. The only problem is the beach. It's not white sand. It's a man-made beach. So it's with crushed um, seashells. The whole beach is like brown and a little rough. So you go in the water, you're really kind of walking on sandpaper, which I guess is good for your feet, but, you know, it's not the easiest to walk and enjoy. I still think the best beaches in the world are in the Bahamas, you know, where you can really enjoy um, white sand beaches, you know, over there, which is pretty cool. So for the most part, I think uh, the Norwegian Dawn was okay. Um, the port, Belize, was well worth it. You know, they had a giant pool. They have a lot of shops there. Um, and they had what looked like a thousand lawn chairs. As far as the eye could see, it wasn't like you had to worry about getting a lawn chair. So um, after we did our snorkeling, which was an hour and a half long, it was kind of a small boat that took us out there. Um, I can't remember the name of it. But, uh, you know, they had like 37 people on a small boat. And so it was crowded. It was hard to get everything sorted. You know, you kind of literally felt a little squeezed in, you know, for a, a snorkeling, uh, you know, crew trip and then a beach trip, which runs $179 per person. That's, you know, you're talking three, four, you know, over five, 500 bucks. It's like uh, 540 bucks. Now then they give you the 150 off. So you're really paying like 280 or something like that. So it wasn't too bad, um, but it was kind of crowded. But then what they did that made it really good was they broke every, the 37 passengers into groups of five and six, uh, however that kind of sorted out. And they assigned one guy to each group who took you out in the water and uh, made sure that you got to see cool things like stingrays and uh, you know, a grouper and all these beautiful uh, colored fish. That Sergeant Major fish, Nemo, you know, they, he's all over the place. There's little yellow fish with the stripes, really cute. And blue and red, it's just phenomenal. And, and then you see some starfish and some kind of crawling along the ground waiting to get grabbed for somebody's ceviche, you know, so you kind of feel sorry for him, but you try not to touch any of the coral. Most of the coral that we saw was a combination of uh, soft plant-like coral and uh, other coral was like rock solid, you know, coral, which is pretty strong. So you don't want to touch it because you can kill it. And uh, there were some uh, clamshells that were down in the bottom that looked open and it looked like there were like teeny little pearls just starting. That was really cool. I really enjoyed it. Belize was uh, okay. Mexico, I wasn't so... Costa Maya, we, you know, we went there and we stopped at the Cocoben um, ruins, the Mayan ruins. And the Mayans are just phenomenal, fascinating people, um, you know, with their calendar, too. Just the science that they put into it. They were very smart, you know, the early period um, of Mayan civilization. And then I think it was around 900 um, or a little bit later that they got into a real dark period before they completely collapsed. 
in the 1500s, I think, right around there. I don't have the dates exactly, but uh, that Mayan civilization, they built these huge, you know, pyramid-like temples, and they build them on top of each other, too. So at the Coco Bend, you know, we spent, we had a great guide that took us on that. That was fun. Same guide that then took us, you know, to the snorkeling, uh, you know, later by the Blue Lagoon, which is a water area where you can snorkel and swim. Uh, the sand was, you know, typical Mexican, you know, coastal sand, you know, brown, a little rough, not like uh, the Bahamas, which I think has the most beautiful sand, you know, all that white sand in the Bahamas. If you could find it in between all the crappy development that's, I think, destroyed the Bahamas. But, you know, it's so relaxing. And I, I think you can hear the waves in the background. Just listen to it for a second. I'll tell you, that I could sit and watch this all day. Doesn't matter. It's sunny again now, and maybe I'll go out in the sun on the deck. Um, but we'll be out of here um, in another day. And, uh, you know, it was really worth it. So if you're looking for a place, I'm going to give the Norwegian uh, Dawn just like three out of five stars. Um, it was cheap. It was inexpensive. You get what you pay for, remember. But if I were to do it again, I'd probably do the Norwegian Epic. Uh, because they did have, on the Epic, they have this cool thing called the Ice Bar. Everything is ice. The bar, the seats. And then you get all these cold drinks. And Aaron, of course, is 18 now, so he can have some drinks, you know, on uh, the ship when we're in port. Uh, because in port, they go by the law of whatever port they're in. When you're out to sea, they go by the law of uh, the U.S. Anyway, this is Ray Hannanee. I hope you enjoyed this kind of little offbeat um, Ray Hannanee on politics. Um, now, although I will say that uh, while we are here at sea, the uh, House voted to impeach Trump, which I think is stupid. Um, I don't think they had a smoking gun or any solid evidence. Um, and then Nancy Pelosi, who's a pretty decent uh, Democratic Speaker of the House, um, basically said she's not sure she's going to send the House impeachment of Trump to the Senate, knowing that it was going to collapse. Maybe she's going to try to save it to some future date. Anyway, listen, thanks a lot for listening. I'm Marie Hanania. Remember the website is Hanania.com for all my writings and everything that I do, Middle East and local politics. And also you could link up to my podcast, my Middle East podcast, and this one, Ray Hanania and politics.com. Bye.